Hello and welcome to an Norwegian edition of the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selected Bet and I'm delighted to be joined all the way from Norway by David Weatherston. How's it going, David? Yeah, it's going good, thanks. Just you and I this week on the Norwegian Podcast. Greg is having a well-earned break. Another one. Oh, you'll be listening, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, to be fair to me, has, uh, it's been non-stop the last year or so on the channel for Greg, so I hope he's enjoying his, uh, his little break from it this weekend. Uh, but we are still going to charge ahead with the Norwegian football this weekend. We'll have a look at some of the best bets that you've picked out and have a look at some of the games in Italy to see you in and we're going to dip into the Obus League as well for a wee bit um, before we finish with a wee tip from in there as well. Um, we're getting towards the business end of the, the season, David and Norway. Uh, Claimed to have opened up a, a three-point lead at the top. They're going pretty well, but as we've kind of highlighted in the podcasts previously, they do have European football and they've got a big game tonight with uh, Roma in town. A huge game and obviously it's going to be a full house at Aspen Mira. It's going to be a really, really good night. should be a really good atmosphere. And um, winter has truly arrived to bow the... Um, I tweeted out some pictures of Jose Mourinho <laughs> with his Roma squad looking particularly cold. Um, it's been snowing. Uh, it has been snowing in Boulder, so um, it's going to be interesting to see how Roma, how Roma deal with that. Um, obviously, obviously huge favourites. I think Boulder Gleams are something like 11-2 or something. Um, or maybe 9-2. No, I don't think so. I think... I think Roma will have far too much, but I think I think Gleams will score. I can see them scoring. They've obviously got uh, got a good record at home. Well, to be fair, they were, kind of, they were written off last season in the San Siro yeah. against AC Milan and really gave a good account of themselves. They went down they to two eventually, but um, you know, really good performance. They, they did, but I, I think last year with that front three was a little yeah. bit a bit more dynamic with seeing Canago and Hauge especially so it's going to be interesting um, I think Roma should should get the better of them but Gleinton in a great position um, they beat Zoya Luhansk at home and then they went to CSK Sofia and got a draw so that was really important uh, it's a game they they started really slowly in it Sofia but they probably should have won it in the end so I think Ola uh, back and missed two, two really good 1v1 chances and uh, they couldn't quite couldn't quite grab a winning goal so um yeah, four points. Sofia's on one point behind them, and uh, if they could, if they could snatch just even even just a point uh, off Roma in over the two games, it would leave them in a really strong position going into the last two games. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it, I'm never sure if these double headers in the middle of the Europa League is a good thing or a bad thing for teams, but I suppose it depends who you're playing. But with a trip to Rome to come, I suppose they they really will be looking to take something from tonight's game, wouldn't they? Yeah, I think I, I think they'll be probably be thinking if they can get a point from it, it would mean that with Sofia at home to Luhansk, um, likely to get a win there. It would keep going to head of them um, before the second round of games start. So yeah, I think, I mean, they'll be confident. Uh, they've, they're in really good form, as you say. They're top of the league. Um, they, they won again last weekend pretty convincingly. Yeah, uh, wait. <coughs> well, I say pretty convincingly. Sorry, actually, they won. They won really convincingly two weekends ago. But last weekend, they were they they needed a late penalty actually to win yeah. against Sarpsborg. Yeah. Um, but they're on a good run. They've won four in a row. Uh, they've won <coughs> six, seven out of the last eight. 
in the league. So confidence is high. Roma have dropped a little bit since the start of the season. So I, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't think Glimt have got the the quality. Obviously, Roma have, but confidence will be there, and it's no one. No one on Thursday night in the Europa Conference League. <laughs> yeah, can no they do a cold, cold Thursday? A cold Thursday night and pull it off. It's all Tammy Abraham can do it. I don't know. We'll see. And I guess from a from a player's point of view, some of them must look at uh, Jens Peter Hauger last season. He, I don't think he won his move off the back of the game against Milan, but it certainly didn't do him any no. harm to put himself in the shop window as well when it comes to playing, you know, teams from Serie A and, and the likes. Yeah, I mean, it's a great opportunity for some of them. There's a, I'd say there's, there's two or three that have uh, definitely ready for a step up. And uh, this is, I mean, it's good a, good a night as any to show that you're capable of playing on a bigger stage. Yeah, and is the game live on Norwegian TV then? Uh, it will be live some. It's quite often these, these games are live on sort of local channels um, in Norway, which is a bit of a nuisance because quite often you need to sort of subscribe to like local papers and then they'll show... The game, uh, which is quite annoying, but I'll I'll, I'll, I'll need to see um, I'll need to see where this one is because I'd imagine it's just probably on uh, yeah it's probably on a sort of similar border subscription. And how does it go for other fans, uh, Norwegian football fans this evening? Are they likely to be getting behind Glimt? Yeah, or yeah, I do think we have so. the, the same parochialness uh, that I, we have I, in Scotland and maybe? Uh, in, in I England mean, there's a way up north, so and they don't really have the sort of classic rivals um, mm. in Norway. So no, I think I think pretty much everyone will be getting behind them, and uh, I think the way they play football as well has definitely been recognised as uh, quite exciting and uh, and something to to enjoy uh, yeah. throughout all of Norway. And yeah, I mean, probably the whole of Europe would like to see them give Cozy a bloody nose as well. <laughs> yeah, that would be excellent. <laughs> it would be fun. Uh, so good luck to them tonight. Uh, as you say, maybe maybe a, a goals angle for them uh, to get in the score sheet um, rather than actually get the win. But um, best of luck to them tonight. And I guess, you know, we've been kind of waiting on uh, the European games affecting Glimp's chances. I nearly to see them, but it's not really happened this season so far, has it? It's not, uh, which has been a bit of a surprise, I thought. But, I mean, what they have done is they have bulked up the squad a little bit um, in preparation for it. Unfortunately for them, they've had a few pretty serious injuries, um, which is um, definitely going to affect them in the run. I know Rick Saltnes talked about it last week. Captain, <clears throat> midfielder, sort of best player for Boda this year, I think. He's, he's out for the season. Uh, Sondra Surly, who they signed in the winter, he's probably he's back training very very lightly, but he's probably not going to be back playing again this season. Um, so back they missed quite a lot of games. Um, yeah, there's there's been there's been quite a few injuries that have definitely caused issues, but uh, they have dealt with it well in the league. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they can continue to do so. Yeah, and they face a trip to Strums Godse at the weekend, um, a team that they beat seven two earlier in the season. Um, ordinarily, a straightforward win for Glimt, but I guess off the back of the game tonight, then it becomes that wee bit more difficult for them. Yeah, and Instrum's Godset have been generally excellent at home this year. Um, they've, um, I think they have, they were unbeaten until a few weeks ago. Um, Christiansen beat them 2-1. But then last week I watched the game against Viking and they were absolutely Terrible, they were awful, they created absolutely nothing. Uh, they lost 1 0, 
but they were massively outplayed by Viking. Um, so a little, maybe a little bit of a worry there for Steam Scott. Mm-hmm. But yeah, their home form's been excellent. They've won seven, drawn two, lost two so far this season. They've picked up 29 of their, uh, sorry, 23 of their 29 points at home. So it's going to be a tough one for Glimps, especially after after tonight. Yeah, I think it's a, was it the Glimp game? Yeah, Glimp have scored 27 in the last seven meetings against some squad sets. So yeah. uh, it's clearly a, an opponent that they quite like playing against. But um, yeah, we'll maybe come on to that later because Glimp, Mulder and Rosenborg are all pretty short prices this weekend. And um, yeah, I'm sure plenty of punters will be drawn into potential treble there. Mm. Glimp's um, challengers at the moment obviously are Mulder. They are three points behind Glimp uh, and they play on Saturday at Stabak. They do. And Mulder, Mulder are looking pretty lively right now. They've scored, they beat Tromsø 3-0 last week at home, beat Odd 3-1 the week before that. I think they look very, very good in attack. Um, and... Surprisingly, they've not been keeping as many clean sheets uh, this year. I thought, I think they've got a really strong defence um, on paper, but for whatever reason, they've maybe been a little bit more open uh, this this year. Um, but this game is one where you've got to fancy them strongly. Stabak have struggled uh, pretty much all season, right, right from the start. They're on 18 points. They're three points off the bottom. Um, they've conceded 45 goals in the 22 games. They just, yeah, they've just struggled to to win games. Really, they've only they've only won uh, four games so far this season. I just think defensively they look really poor, uh, given a lot of chances away most weeks. Um, last week, last week they went to Bran and. Uh, they actually looked like they were going to get a win, but they conceded a late goal. It was coming. Bran were creating chances, um, but would have hurt a lot. It would have been a massive uh, win for them if they'd got it. It would have jumped them ahead of Bran um, into 14th place. So I think that would have hurt. Um, and with Molda in such good form, I think they're going to go to Stabak and win convincingly. Mm-hmm. And I think just looking at the... Um, the price for Molda to score in both halves, it's um, 2.2, 5-4. Uh, I think it's worth a go. Four out of the last five games they've scored in both halves. Um, the other one was away at Volleringa, which is obviously a tough game. They drew one each. Um, I just think too much too much quality in attack for Stabag. They've got Omoy Wanfo, who's scored, I think, 23 goals this season. Uh Breen Hilton's been excellent as well. I think Aikrim's going to be back fit this weekend. I just think it's going to be too difficult for Stabak to stop them. And I can see Mulder winning this one quite convincingly. I quite quite like the look of the the minus one in the handicap as well. It was pretty well priced, well over evens. Um, I just think it's going to be, I think, a comfortable Mulder win this weekend. Yeah, I think most noticeable about Stabak is of the 18 points that they've picked up, only two of those have been against teams in the top half. Yeah, and even then, I think it was Viking and Haugesund. Um, you know, so they've really struggled when it comes to playing against what appears to be superior quality opposition. Um, and Molde definitely fit into that category. So yeah, I think I think even although they're priced at forty nine at the moment, Molde that still looks like a really good price for the win here. Yeah, I mean, even though I mean their home form, you, you, you kind of hoping Stabak playing grass. It's a little bit of a 
it's like a running track around the outside, a bit of an old school stadium. But they've lost 3 0 at home to Gleam, they lost 3 1 at home to Viking, lost at home to Lealistrum 3 2, 2 0 at home to Wallerenga. Just like the, when the good teams come to town, they tend to put them away. So, um, yeah, I think Boulder are going to do the same. Okay, so the bet in that one for you is Boulder to score in both halves, but um, there could be any number of bets that, that you could get. Yeah, I feel like one. minus one in the handicap or, uh, yeah, even Boulder to, to win and score a few goals doing it as well. But, yeah, I think they're both, in both halves. They've been doing that pretty regularly recently and I can see them doing it again. Okay, so that one's on on Saturday. Uh, also on Saturday is Viking v Lillstrom, uh, which is fifth v sixth. And we were discussing before the podcast. There's actually only three European places up for grabs in the late season this season. Season top team goes into the Champions League uh, qualifiers, and then the next two go into the Europa Conference. So it makes it really interesting. From I think it's from probably third to sixth at the moment. Um, there's only four points separating those four teams. Um, and it should give us quite an exciting finish to the season. Yeah, it should do. Um, Christian soon they've just been hanging tight uh, all, pretty much all season. They've been, uh, I've said it many times, they've kind of been defying the the logistics and the statistics. Um, I, I, last weekend, they went to Lillestrøm, and to be fair, they just they were happy to take a draw. Sean McDermott, Irish... Irish Norwegian Sean McDermott in goals, who's been <laughs> absolutely outstanding uh, all season again. I'm very, very surprised he is not part of the Irish national setup. He's he's unbelievable. His shot stopping's incredible. Um I think Sean has saved Christensen at least 10, 12 points this season. And um they are they're sitting in third at the moment. So they were they were pretty happy with the with the point at Lillestrøm last week, which is a plus, tough place to go. Viking have been playing really well recently. Um, they came through a really tough run of games in good form, and they've continued in that vein as well. They were good against Stones Godset last week. They beat Sandefjord before that. So I think Viking uh, look as good as anyone um, right now, especially mm-hmm. in that battle for third place. Uh, Lillestrøm have dropped off recently. They about about a month ago, Lillestrøm had the chance to go top a, a home game against Bran on the Saturday afternoon, and they lost. And since then, they've just not quite looked the same, and they've dropped off a little bit. So for me, it's probably that third spot. It's probably between Christiansund, the Rosenborg, and Viking. Rosenborg, <laughs> they drew drew last time out against Volering at two each with uh, another red card. This time, Marcus Henriksen. He dived into a tackle in the 40th minute. Uh, I, I honestly have no idea what he's doing. He, like, he's on a yellow card. He, t- he lunges in from miles away, running full speed. You can see it happening, and you, mm. you just like, please don't do that. And he's done it. <laughs> Red card. Uh, so they managed to get a 2 2 draw despite being down to 10 men when it was uh, one each. Um, so that was a decent result in the end against Wallerenga. But uh, Rosenborg, I think, and Viking. <laughs> are probably the most likely to get that third spot. But Christensen just hanging around and they have got definitely the goalkeeper of the year in Sean McDermott. Yeah, I'm glad you've kept talking there. Give me a chance to Google Sean McDermott. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking, so he's actually born in Christensen. Yes, he is Norwegian uh, and he speaks Norwegian, but he's he's Irish dad. Yeah, yeah, from Donegal, his father. So uh, he actually he's played for the Irish youth set up uh, at under-21 level. So yeah, his time, his time might well... 
yeah, should I mean if they not if they're not watching them, I mean not like Ireland are blessed with goalies right now. I don't think so. Uh, well, if yeah. you listen to the Gambler podcast, then that might give Sean a yeah, wee leg up to get his, his first yeah. cap. We'll, we'll claim full <laughs> credit for it. Uh, so yeah, that that Viking Lewistrom game, it's a game that uh, you know, if Lewistrom lose, um, as you say, if nobody's playing well, then they would fall six points behind Viking, um, and that would be a, a lot to make up to try and claim that third place uh, between now and the end of the season. Yeah, I, I don't see them doing. It. I think Viking have just looked so much better in attack. I think Veton Berisha, striker. Has he's uh, recently made his Norwegian uh, debut? He just looks so so lively, and he's very strong, and he's a good finisher as well. He's um, he's making the difference for them quite often. Uh, I mean, I I lost a bit, a very very good accumulator last week. Uh, lost out because Viking kept a clean sheet for the first time this season. I was absolutely fuming. <laughs> So you just hate it when that happens. Aye, right, so uh, Viking finally kept a clean sheet last uh, last week, and would you know it, uh, it was when one of their defenders was out suspended, so maybe just keep them out yeah. and um, <laughs> play the other guys. So yeah, Viking uh, looking good, and I fancy them at home this weekend, but they are very short. Uh, I think they're 4 or 5 against yeah. the Lee Listenham team, who have uh, looked really good away from home this year. They've got 18 points, the second highest uh, total of any team away from home. So I think uh, I think best to just, just avoid that game, but I think it could be a game with some goals in it. Yeah. Uh, one of the bets that you do have lined up is in the Christiansen game, and having talked up the goalkeeper, I'm surprised it's not a Christiansen clean sheet that you're going <laughs> after here. Uh, it's actually a corners angle in a uh, Christiansen uh, are actually top of the corner count table in yeah. the season. They're an absolute delight. Um, just corner machines when it comes to uh, match corners, but I mean even even on their own as well. Like just looking, I'll just talk you through the last the last uh, what's five fixtures: eighteen corners, twenty corners, eighteen corners, seventeen corners, thirteen corners. I mean, the, they had four games in a row where. Christensen themselves hit double figures. Mm-hmm. Um, last week against Lillestrøm again, it was eighteen. They only hit five, conceded thirteen. They were they were under the cost for, for a lot of the game. So this week, um, this week I was surprised to see on Skybet um, over ten and a half corners or eleven plus corners. The market is called on the Skybet it was five to six, mm-hmm. which I think of the twenty. However many games, twenty-two games. Twenty-two, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think only, I think there's only been about three or four games that have had uh, fewer than that for Christmas. I should probably have done my homework. <laughs> yeah, that would have been handy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, four, four games out of the twenty-two have had fewer than uh, <clears throat> fewer than eleven corners. Yeah, so that's a high percentage. Yeah. And for it to be five to six, I mean, as I, as I said, I think um, I think it's something like I think it's nine out of the last ten have had at least eleven. Um, yeah, I just I just can't avoid backing it again this week. Sarpsborg will come, and it should be a nice open game. Uh, I don't. I think it will be a game Sarpsborg think they could probably pick something up from just because Christiansund aren't a big name, and, and I don't think Sarpsborg will defend much. But Christiansund. Their home form has been excellent. Uh, they'll be keen to keen to keep it up and keen keen to 
win the game. So I think um, I just think there's going to be a lot of corners again. Like that has been in Christiansen all year long. Yeah, by comparison, Sapsborg don't really achieve that many corners themselves. They're averaging three point six four per game. So we're probably looking to Christiansen to, to yeah, do much much a leg work here. Like they, they have been doing the heavy lifting all year. Um, only like they had a one home, two home games have had eight corners. Every other one's had over, uh, over eleven. So, yeah, I just think it's yeah, think, you know really for that price. Yeah, I think as you say, given Christensen's recent stats and stats across the season, it doesn't matter who they're playing. You'd still got to take uh, over a well, eleven yeah, plus corners. Yeah, take that down Christensen as well. Um, well that, that, that must help towards that. Yeah, yeah. That's often a question I ask Greg about the corners bets is, you know, how, how can you attribute a team style of play to corners? You know, I think the most obvious one is if you play with wingers, then you can, I think, to get into the byline and get crosses yeah. into the box, which is leading to corners. But, uh, yeah, there must be must be certain attributes that we can yeah. <laughs> we can dig into, you know, an arrow pitch. And I think, I think Norwegian football learns itself towards corners. Um, quite a lot of the teams play... A four-three-three with mm. wide wingers and the th- attacking fullbacks, and also the two wide central midfielders kind of going out the way. They're mm-hmm. called in in the They're called here like inside runners. But right. they kind of like quite often they'll run between fullback and centre half, so they're also sort of getting in that area. So I think I think Norwegian football just kind of lends lends itself towards uh, creating corners, and it has kind of shown out in the statistics in the league. Uh, okay, when, when we met up when you were in, in Glasgow, we discussed having a word of the week on the podcast. I think <laughs> I think you've just said this word, this week's word of the week. Can you repeat that? <laughs> in the letters. I'm not even going to attend. Inside runners. That. Inside runners. Okay, what we'll do is we'll get you to put that on Twitter, if you don't mind. <laughs> and we'll, uh, spell, right? If nothing else, we'll, we'll increase our listeners' Norwegian vocabulary before we're done uh, on this journey that we're on with the podcast so that's our word of the week which I'm going to have to find a jingle for probably as well <laughs> <laughs> okay so the bet in that game then is obviously corners and we're looking at 11 plus corners at sky bet um, which is five to six in the Christian v Saps Borg game yeah yeah and I, and I wouldn't talk anyone out of uh, going sort of if they wanted to get it over the evens and going sort of over over twenty. Over uh, eleven. Yeah, <laughs> over twenty. Over so twenty plus was thirty three to one. I don't recommend that, but uh, yeah, I think uh, even twelve plus was uh, was like eleven to eight maybe, and I think I would not talk anyone out of that. Okay, I might have a wee fifty p on that thirty three to one shot. Never. <laughs> uh, we've kind of touched on Rosenborg already. Uh, they're at home to Sandyfield, a fairly short price. They're four to nine, uh, and you like goals in this one and. I can see why eight out of Rosenborg's last nine games have seen over two and a half. Yeah, so Rosenborg obviously <clears throat> been in excellent form, and I think we can um, we can look at the the eight out of nine with over two and a half, and take away the one that didn't because they lost one at Christensen, then they had Adam Anderson sent off in the first minute. So yeah, ten ten. 10 men for the full game. So I think we can discount that one. So there's been plenty of goals in Rosenborg games recently. And it's been, if you look through them, there's been four, three, five, three, five, four, four, and uh, four again last weekend against Wallering, where uh, they were 1-1 just before half time, and Marcus Henriksen gets sent off, uh, as I said. And 
they managed to get ahead again in the second half, but uh, were pegged back before the end. So Rosenborg go into this one against Sandefjord, who have uh, have struggled against the better teams in the league again, a similar sort of similar to Stabak. And I think um, Rosenborg will be expecting to win this one convincingly. If you look at their their the results before um, the two previous games where they. They dropped points because of the 10 men. Uh, they had 1-3, 1-3, 1-3, 2. So scoring three goals. And that was against three teams in the bottom half of the league, similar to Sandefjord. I think Rosenborg were in great form and sort of pushing for the title. Uh, those two, well, one point in the last two games has really, really affected them. And the, that rose-red cards just could probably have sort of curbed their title ambitions. But um, they'll still be pushing to try and keep up with Gleam 2, they're now nine points behind. But uh, I think realistically, top three is probably on their mind. This weekend against uh, Sandefjord, who, as I thought, might be the case. They had a, a pretty dull game against Odd last week. It was 0-0. Mm-hmm. Before that, they'd, uh, <laughs> they'd been in a run of conceding goals in pretty much every game. I think it was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. 11 games in a row, they'd conceded a goal. They'd, they just, last season they, they looked really solid at the back and they were struggling for goals, but this season they've they've looked far more attacking and they tried to take the game to the opposition, but defensively obviously that's affected them. They've conceded 37 goals. I think um, there's, on, there's a few teams that have conceded more than that, but they've scored 27 as well, Sandefjord, which is more than any of the teams below them. So I think um, going into this one, looking at the, the goal market, I think Rosenborg uh, the, on the Asian line is over over 3.0 goals and the Asian line was paying 1.95. Yeah. So I thought, I thought that was, looked really generous considering um, Rosenborg's recent goal-scoring form, uh, if you take away the games um, with the red cards, but even their last four home games. Uh, they've won five now, three two, three one, and then two each. It was last weekend, even with the the ten men. So, yeah, I think uh, I think this game has the potential for goals, and um, I, I think uh, I'm happy to back it at that price. Yeah, just a wee quick look to see Rosenborg themselves to score over two and a half goals. Um, so that's sixty four, and given that they scored three um, against bottom bottom sides uh, in fairly recent weeks. That's reasonably tempting at that price. Yeah, I don't hate it, and I, I think they do have. They've got a very, very good attacking three. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, <laughs> Dino Islamovic is back from injury, and he started last weekend. Um, he did come off after the red card, um, but I think he might play this weekend. It's probably been been a bit harsh, but I think uh, if he can play up front, and they've got Emil Said. Uh, Stefano Vecchia and Noah Holm kind of playing behind him. There's three very sort of energetic and quick younger players um, and Stefano Vecchia has been in excellent form so I think, uh, yeah, I think it could be a good shot. I think they could win uh, quite convincingly. Another game I actually don't mind the uh, the handicap bet. I think it's one they could definitely win 2-3-4-0 well hopefully not 2-0 but 3-3 uh, or 4-0. <laughs> yeah, so if Obviously, it's looking like a, a fairly uh, straightforward home win for Rosenborg. And we touched on earlier that Molde Rosenborg uh, Glimt treble at 5 to 2. I guess Glimt, the only question yeah. mark there for you? Yeah, for me, yeah. With Roma, uh, obviously, tonight, and as soon as God's hits home form, 
being being as it is, I, I, yeah, that's that would be the only the only stumbling block for me. I think um, Molde and Rosenberg. Okay. Should win convincingly. I just I, I think Glimto win. They've done it. They've not had a problem off the back of European games so far. Uh, but just uh, just in case, from God's sake, play what they have. I mean, they've been good at home this year against the good teams as well. So yeah, it's maybe maybe yeah maybe a tougher one for Glimto. Okay. Uh, there's three other games on Sunday. Anything standing out for you in those? Uh, nah, nothing, nothing uh, betting-wise, really. I think um, there's obviously Tromsø and Dalen is a massive game at yeah, the bottom. Me and Dalen are in sure. absolute free fall um, last weekend. Well, what can you say? They went to Hedgesund and they lost 7-0. Um, an absolute mauling in every sense. Um, I think one it's one of those games where it can go either one or two ways. Either they come off the back of it and go, we need to sort ourselves out, and the likelihood of a nil-nil this weekend could be quite quite strong. Or yeah, morale could be absolutely shot. <clears throat> and uh, Tromsø, who finally won their first home game in the last uh, attempt. Um, against Tim Scott, they will be sorry. I guess Haugesund. Haugesund, yeah. Um, so they beat Haugesund, so that means it's going to be what eight nine nil. Um, <laughs> no, I think. Uh, it was that easy. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Tromsø. I think Tromsø will France get their chances against me and Dallin, but um, yeah, I definitely think uh, it's it's must. Win. It's must not lose for me and Dallin, but it's kind of getting towards must win because I think the last time they won a game. Was on the tenth of July, uh, I think. Yeah, Haugesund. Yeah, looking back, tenth of July, uh, home to Haugesund, who <laughs> should just yeah. them seven three in aggregate. Uh, so yeah, they, that's the last time they. That's the last time they won again. Tenth of July. That is a long time ago. That is. Yeah. That's a yeah. lifetime ago. That's mid-pandemic. So <laughs> yeah. we uh, can expect that's that's a big game for uh, for them. They can't afford to lose that. If they lose that, that will put Trumps. Uh, 10 points ahead of them, um, yeah. and me and Alan will suddenly be, yeah, they'll suddenly be eight points clear of even safety from the relegation playoff spot. Yeah, and the other two games are Volarenga v Haugesund, uh, two teams that look destined for mid-table now. Yeah, Volarenga have just, just not won enough games, basically. Uh, yeah, seven wins, ten draws, just five defeats in their 22 games, which is the same as sort of, well, it's better than Viking, Rosenberg and Christiansen above them, but they, yeah, they've just been, and Lee Lister as well, in fact, they've lost seven, yeah, so just just not won enough games, been the issue. Um, Aaron Dinham leaving in the summer, I think that affected them more than, more than even, I think they expected. It's just, they've just lost that creative touch that he had. Um, and yeah, mid-table, Haugesund's, Home form's been outstanding. Away form's been shocking. Um, they finally they finally got a home, an away win recently as well. Um, they've only won once away from home. Uh, I think they got six points out of their twenty out of their thirty one have been away from home. So mm-hmm. yeah, pretty shocking. Um, away form. Uh, they won at Bran away from home. That was their three away games ago. But since then they've lost at Christiansund, lost at Tromsø. Yeah, I think Volleringham will win this one. Uh, quite comfortably, but as you say, mid table mid table means means nothing right now, and I think both of those are just going to finish probably. Yeah, could be seventh and eighth where they are right now. 
Yeah, in the last game of the weekend, in the lead to season, is uh, Odd v Bran. Uh, and I'm pretty sure if Greg was on the podcast this week, he'd be all over Bran Connors in this one, probably. <laughs> yeah, and he would be right to do so. I think Bran have looked pretty okay of late, and I think attacking-wise, uh, they've been certainly creating a lot of chances and winning a lot of uh, corners. Okay, before we wrap up, we did promise you that we're going to dip into Oberstligen. Uh, Hamcam lead the way, they're six points clear there, and they host Ranheim on uh, Sunday. Uh and you quite like the look of goals in this one as well. Yeah, I absolutely love the look of goals in this one. Um, I could not believe the price of the over 3.0 Asian market. It's better than evens at uh, 21 to 20. Um, Hamcam top of the league, as you say, flying. They got a, they got a probably a slightly lucky draw away at Songdao uh, last night. So there was a full round of games last night. Ranheim were involved in a 3-3 away at Olesund. Uh, so more of the same at the weekend would be nice um, on their part. But yeah, Ranheim, Ranheim have scored 47 goals and conceded 46 <laughs> in 24 games, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, um, it's good going. <laughs> Hancam Han- at home have scored just, I mean, just quickly running through the home goals, 3-2-2-2-3-1-2-3-3-3-3-3. They have been incredible at home this year which is I mean last year if you remember they were conceding and scoring goals sort of pretty regularly but they were really struggling uh, they were bottom of the league halfway through yeah, it was late but this goals, year they've been, it? yeah this year they've been outstanding they've won nine of their 12 home games they've scored 30 goals in the 12 games and um, so yeah 30 goals 12 games Ranheim have scored um 17 conceded 22 in the 11 away games so far just looking at Ranheim's recent games, 3-3, 2-1, 5-2, 3-2, There was a 1-0, uh, there was a 5-4, a 5-1, 2-1, <laughs> a 4-0, there was a 4-3. I mean, it's absolutely crazy the games they've been involved in. Is it too late for me to get a ticket for this one, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Hamcam, Hamcam at home to Ranheim. Um, it just looks made up for goals. Hamcam, uh, the last home game's 3-0, 3-1, 3-1. I think Hamcam might be Ranheim, but it's probably a game where Ranheim could uh, lift lift their game. And I, I just similar to last night uh, against Olesund, which was three three each. I think we might be in for another another game of goals and over three point oh paying better than evens is just absolutely incredible. Who's that with? Uh, that's with Bet365 on the Asian uh, Asian line. Because there there must have been a wee bit of money for that. It's now into one point nine seven five. Hundred. That's probably that's yeah, probably your bet that's brought that price in. To be fair, but uh, yeah, that, that was a, a very decent shout. Obviously, everyone else has seen it as well. <laughs> Maybe uh, obviously the Asian line means that we get our money back if there are three goals, and if there's more than three goals, then of course it's a winner for us. So uh, yeah, that just makes a wee bit uh, better value yeah, of it. So I mean, over three point five is two point three seven at the moment, and yeah, I mean the obviously you don't have the luxury of the three goals money back, but yeah, even. Yeah. That's Pretty generous, I would have said. Yeah, well, I was going to say the over two and a half is just four to seven, so it just gives us a, a, a wee chance to get a wee bit extra value out of that game with the insurance policy or get, uh, getting our money back if there are only three goals. Uh, just very briefly before we finish up on Oberstligen, uh, you just wanted to touch on the battle at the bottom there. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. My uh, my team sure does blink. Yeah, I've got a season ticket for this year. I've actually not been to see them for about a few months or a couple of months because I've been working, but. 
they are on 24 points and they're currently second bottom. Um, six points clear of Stirman, who look pretty doomed. Um, so Grorud are ahead of them. Uh, they're on 24 points as well. They've conceded, sorry, they've got one better goal difference. Ul Shisa, who sure has linked play on, sun, uh, on Sunday. Uh, that is, they're on 24 points as well. So three teams on 24 points. Um, one of those will go down automatically with Sturman. One of them will go into a playoff and one of them will stay up. Um, yeah, it's going to be... Very, very exciting, I think, to the end of the season. Just on Brina, who are four points ahead now. They had a magnificent win at uh, KFUM Oslo last night. Um, they won 1-0 away from home, which was an absolutely massive win and definitely affected all uh, Coffa's chances of the playoffs as well. Mm. Um, they, they're still in sixth place, but yeah, that was a chance for them to, to put a bit of distance between themselves and uh, Ralph also in seventh. Yeah, and it's a remarkable league for goals. That obviously, and just looking at the the averages for each each team, and only one team uh, averages less than two and a half goals per game. And <laughs> surprisingly, that's Struman at the bottom of the table, who are averaging yeah. two point four six. But uh, yeah, they've drawn a lot of games as well. I think they've they've won twice this season, drawn twelve. One thing I will say is that this stage of the season, the part time teams tend to struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who should we be looking out for them? Played, um, they played. Sunday or Saturday, they played Saturday, Wednesday, and they're playing again at the weekend. Yeah, it's a heavy workload. So Who should you? Sturman's your, your share of those points, just, uh, and your Grorud, um, and Berina as well. That's four that I can, that are definitely part-time. I'm not sure on uh, on some of the others. Okay, I think that's us for this week's coverage of the Norwegian League. Can you just give us a wee recap on your best bets? Yeah, uh, first of all, on Saturday, it's Molde away at Stabak, and I quite fancy them to score in both halves, and that pays 2.20 uh, with Betsy 6.5. Um, on to Sunday, Christensen versus Sapsborg, um, over 10.5 corners, uh, or 11 plus corners on Skybet, pays 5 to 6. Um, Sunday, also Rosenborg with Sandefjord, over 3.0 goals on the Asian line, that pays 1.95. And down to Obos League in Sunday as well. Hamcam versus the Ranheim, and that's over 3.0 goals, so also on the Asian line. And I think you said it was down to about the similar price to Rosenborg at 1.95. Yeah, just short of even money. Okay, Doc, thank you very much for that. Um, yeah, don't forget you can follow David on Twitter at dweatherston11. Um, and you've also been doing fairly regular updates on your blog, David, um, where people can read a wee bit more in depth about some of the games in Norway at davidwellerstonfootball.com. Yeah, it's been uh, pretty, I think I've been pretty regular of late getting getting them out there. So yeah, hoping to, <coughs> hoping to keep that going for the rest of the season. And um, I'm looking to, starting to think about my, my team of the season in Norway and uh, we'll be getting that out there towards the end of the season as well. Yeah, I guess that will be shaped by your, your fantasy football team, will it? Who's, who's won you more points? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it will be. Sean McDermott will be in goal, so that can be bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a set Okay, Doc, thank you very much for your tips, David. I really appreciate it. And thanks to everyone who's listened this week. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week for some more Norwegian tips. So best of luck with your bets this weekend. Yeah, thanks, guys. Have a good weekend.